The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they make Dave smile, and it's a good idea to have Dave smile today. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, a lot sooner than you think. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Many of us will, actually. But some of us won't because we'll sit on our blessed assurance that's not the way to proceed in Christianity. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Money. <laughs> you asked. I answered. There you go. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes. Your phone calls and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, like when your spouse says, honey, can we go and visit relatives? And you say, sure. And then your your spouse goes, can we stay at their house instead of a hotel, even though you hate that? And you say, sure. And then she says, can we take the dogs too, because they want to see the dogs as well? And you say, sure. And then you sit there and you look up to heaven and say, I need grace. Yeah, that stuff. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, something you want to share, don't let it die of loneliness. Reach out to us. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's like the gas prices all went back to normal. Because you'll be talking to Captain Chris. I said, it's like that. It's not that. And then once you're talking to Captain Chris, you will be... All right. Also, you can reach out to us by text live during the show, 214-210-8483. I don't know what your text program is. I don't know how that works for you, but usually it's not overly complex. You just pick up your phone on the text. You go 
214-210-8483. I try to get to everybody on that in regards to some kind of response, but you're always welcome to chime in. And if it has something to do with trivia or something else, we love it. We think that's great. Uh, even if it's a prayer request or a praise report, you just probably, if it's a really long one, takes a really long time to read, so you want to think of that. Also, you can reach out to us this way as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you to the website. Before we do, a couple things I need to tell you uh, in regards to the website. Our ambassador program that you guys filled out, I have everybody's material Sit tight. Take a deep breath. I have to finish this brochure process, which is part of my uh, doctorate, actually. Believe it or not, it's kind of goofy. And uh, once that's done and I have them printed and done, I will be sending them to everybody and we'll update. But for the next two or three weeks, we have to put everything on hold because, you know, that's the way I do things. In the wrong order. I know. I'm the only guy. Uh, And then this other announcement, and this is not for anybody to be upset. So don't be mad. Don't be mad. Okay? But First John is coming. That's the book that's going to be replacing Thessalonians. First John. Then we're going to go into Job after that. Then we're going to go into 2 Corinthians. That's the way that things are heading out. In the meantime, it does take money for us to do the program, uh, primarily because I'd like to get that, what I get, like six seventy-five an hour. <laughs> That's pretty low, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of low. Anyway, if you're able to give, we would love you to be able to do that. Uh, for those that are giving, thank you. For those that want to give, thank you as well. And at least continue to pray for us. Check out the website. On the website, you can also do praise report and prayer requests. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Okay, that's the quick one. Okay. Um couple things to keep in touch. I'm going to announce some of this stuff again because people join throughout different portions of the show. But just keep everybody in prayer. We are praying for Ukraine on a regular basis. Let's do that right now as we do every show that I'm here live, you know, because yesterday we were – it was the basketball, you know. I don't know who won. Did, did you know who won? Did, did the SMU win? SMU won. They're playing again today at 345. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Good for them. Good win. Uh, in the meantime, let's pray for Ukraine and the things that are going on there. Father, we come before for you right now, and we thank you for some of the miracles that we are hearing about, that testimonies are coming out of people, uh, Lord, that have uh, been miraculously delivered from a place they were, and uh, so those testimonies are forthcoming, and we love that, but we just want this whole thing to come to an end. Perhaps you can just have your angels kind of put everybody (laughs) down so they'll stop being goofy, but just let there be peace where mankind's sin seems to abound and mankind's own insanity increases. Please let your grace and mercy cover everybody in that situation, and let there just be no more death, no more sin, no more ridiculousness. Let them come to terms and let them surrender their hearts to you. We pray in Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. I will tell you a quick story about Ukraine. A lot of people don't know this. So uh, my daughter has on Facebook, she's connected to different people who have the same struggle that Easton has. And so one of those people was in Ukraine. There, there's like a worldwide network because there's not so many people on there. And uh, this person can only get intermittent internet and they really were impressed by the lord uh they had i uh, guess some shelling like right next door to their house whatever they were like you know what this is we're gonna go and they, they were able to make an exit and they exited out and found out from somebody who was still in the same area that the next day their entire house was destroyed like good timing to be like time to go we're not sticking around in here so praise the Lord for his mercies and things like that. Isn't that, it's just like, that's amazing, you know? One day, they stay, if they would have stayed one extra day, they would not be here. Wow, by the grace of God, right? All right, let's get into our text. We are in Psalm chapter 17. There's so much material to tell you that I'm just going to do my best to share it with you. Here's Psalm 17, verse 1. This is King David praying with confidence in regards to ultimate salvation, which has to do with resurrection. He says here in verse 1, Hear a just cause, O Lord, attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer, which is not from deceitful lips. Let my vindication come from your presence. I want you to listen to that line. Let my vindication come from your presence. So there are times where we go into devotional time or you go to church and you you might have done something wrong and maybe you've repented or you might have done something right but to no credit, there was no acknowledgement and you kind of felt like somebody, you know, shorted you or whatever and you go through all these different emotions and these different processes as Christians. But when you get into the church or when you're reading the word of God and it happens or when you're in prayer and it happens, there's this thing where when God shows up, when the presence of the Lord is known, there is almost a, not necessarily uh, um, you're the right smarty pants person, but that the Lord is with you. There are times where I come before the Lord and I uh, I pray and I get, uh, okay, I, I'm real honest in my prayer. So you see where it says right there, uh, 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 give ear to my prayer, which is not from deceitful lips, which is, I understand that to mean be honest. I mean, why are you not going to be honest? God knows what you're thinking anyway. So in my theory or my approach or my application, I think I'm just going to say it because this is what I'm thinking. It's not like he doesn't know. It's not like he hasn't seen me from the beginning to the end. So I'll say something, and sometimes I say maybe the wrong thing. I did that today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a little more forceful than maybe I should be or a little more uh, guttery than I should be or whatever the case may be. But then what happens is after that takes place, during prayer, during the Word, during some point, the Lord's presence. I had this happen while I was driving down today. Uh, I had a little mini miracle about the, the presence of the Lord when I was in worship and so on. And it was just as though the Lord's presence made it clear that even though I am flawed and even though I'm having uh, some struggles and I— uh, uh, I challenge I challenge the Lord to eliminate those particular elements. <laughs> and even though I do that, he doesn't hate me. He doesn't despise me. He doesn't think less of me. He loves me. And that presence that I experience with him, and I'm not just saying it's by experience because it's right here in the word. Let my vindication come from your presence. There is a rightness to the whole process of Christianity when the presence of the Lord steps in and says, I'm here. 
And there's just something about the way that the Lord does it. And I think it is different for different people. A lot of people are not very sensitive to this, so they don't even know what I'm talking about. But there's this part where you know either the Lord's showing you something or teaching you something or walking behind you or walking with you or in the car with you or in the house with you or in the room with you or in the situation with you. And you know because his presence is there, it's okie dokie. That's the big theological thing. It's okie dokie because the Lord is with us and his presence vindicates who we are as children of God. Yeah, we're not perfect. That's what the redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ is all about. But we're his property. We might be a mess, but we're God's mess. Remember that. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroying everyone and everything we find keeps the hungry giant. What is the David Spoon Experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all it happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. <laughs> I was like, what, what, do you guys read this stuff? Is this, did you read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things and you go, can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative. Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus tells Jairus, don't, don't, ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha, Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked them out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and, uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay, They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples went with him. What did he do? He cleared the air.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here goes your first trivia question. What was the name of Sarah's Egyptian maid? There you go. That's it. <laughs> what was the name of Sarah's Egyptian maid. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an, uh, an email, david at he must org. Eric strikes first. We will give that acknowledgement. Now, while we're waiting on that, and even if they call in, just mark the time so we know, I'm going to do another live read from my friend Noah because we did this live read for him like a week ago, and I just want to point this out. We did a poor job of the timing, so I made a commitment to him, and after I do this, he's going to owe me $75,000, so I feel that's that's worthwhile. Yeah. All right, so here we go. So Noah Dingley, my friend, radio, uh, radio buddy, forever, when I first got involved with radio, has a show called Across the County. He has his guest on there, Pastor Philip DeCourcy of Kindred Community Church and also the radio show Know the Truth. They're, he's doing a series. Uh, his series has been titled America Unrest. He's been doing this for a while. We're at unrest number three, I think, is uh, is the portion. And boy, are we in unrest as a country, right? So what they do is uh, Noah and Pastor Philip chat about the discourse of the country and turn to biblical answers to try and understand what's happening and then provide actual solutions. So here is the key in this, Okay. The podcast is going to be available March 18th. Can, can we say that any clearer? March 18th at 5 p.m. Uh, is uh, when the show, I think that's when the podcast is going to be available on kprz.com. That's my old radio station. You can also get there by theanswersandiego.com. The, the show will actually be playing live on the radio station on KPRZ on 319, which is the day after, which is Saturday. Uh, and that's going to happen at 1030 uh, uh, Pacific time. It's a little late for us. That's about 1230 our time. But the idea is you can go listen to the podcast from 318 on on KPRZ.com. They have a little button there. You click on it. It says podcast. You click on that, and Noah's stuff will be right there. Okay? So we encourage you to check it out. We think it'll be a blessing for you. If you don't like it, I'll give you his phone number. No, I won't give you his phone number. I'll give you his home address so you can fly to San Diego and say to him personally, didn't like it. Okay? All right. There you go. That's all he's getting. All right. We ready? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Are you ready now so he's going to answer the question? All right. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Guess who? I'm going to say, wait. Give me a second. Deborah. That's correct. I'm so good. <laughs> <laughs> Never ever hesitate to call us. We love hearing from you. All right. So, what was the name of Sarah's Egyptian maid? Well, was it Hagar? That is correct, Amanda. Now, my memory is a little fuzzy, but I can't remember if Hagar is also a cartoon strip in the newspapers. But somewhere in my mind, I think maybe it was. But, yep, it was Hagar. 
Excellent job. That's the answer we were looking for. Good work. Right on. All right. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, y'all have a good day now. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. See, we are just on top. We'll do DNA later in the show because we have to do DNA because there's just news. And it's daily. So <laughs> we'll deal with that. Let's go to this next verse. So I want you to understand what I was trying to say in the first time. Some of you are like scratching your heads going, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's a very powerful and very incredible to consider that when we go through a trial, we go through something, sometimes the Lord's presence in our lives is an indicator of his favor. Sometimes when we're going through stuff, him just showing, him being there, him revealing his word, him answering prayer, him communing with you is a, a, a form of understanding his favor. That was kind of the summation for the last segment. And this next verse, this is the one I don't like. <laughs> I know I shouldn't say it, and we're going to be talking about what I shouldn't say in the next segment, but here's what it says in Psalm 17, verse 3. You have tested my heart. You have visited me in the night. Uh-oh. I, I have already gone through 50 trillion tests at school. I'm so close to finishing, I just want it to be over. And then you read this passage and you find out that God visits us at night and tests our hearts. Like, uh-oh. So I might be running a 4.0 in one place, but I can tell you where I'm not running a 4.0 in another place, and that's under the testing of the Lord. In fact, listen to what David says, and I listen to this note I wrote right by it. It says, you've tested my heart, and you have visited me in the night. You have tried me and found nothing. And I thought, that's not me. <laughs> I don't mean that mean. I'm not trying to justify sin or anything weird. And I genuinely think that when David wrote this, he probably exactly went through that. Did that happen every night in David's life? No, we we know for a fact that didn't happen every night. But here's the key in this, right? The testing of, of our, our hearts, that's for those of us who don't think God is testing us on a regular basis. This test is in our hearts. It's not on paper. You don't get a grade at the top of it where it's red, green, yellow, blue, pink, or whatever. And he sees everything in the process, even in the night times that we're going through. He's testing. He's evaluating us. He Remember, one of the major things that happened with Abraham was a test from the Lord. I mean, this is something the Lord produces in our lives, not for his knowledge, but for you and I to understand where we're at. Now, King David was a better dude than I could ever be. So I'm not, there's no issue there. And he wanted God to examine him. Now, I don't find that any different than most Christians. Most Christians look up to the Lord and say, examine me. I, I want to do better. I, I long to do better, and I long to, to, to please you in what I'm thinking and what I'm doing and what I'm saying. I really desire that. But when David did his evaluation of himself, he came out pretty good. Okay. When I do my evaluation of myself, I, I don't come out as good. <laughs> I just I'm not quite there. Not that I can't proclaim that I have been forgiven, that grace is upon me, that there's uh, thousands of sins that the Lord has given me the strength and the ability through the Holy Spirit, through the redeeming work of Christ to overcome. That I'm not saying that at all. I'm just the closer in I get, the more aware I become of how polluted we all are when compared to the Lord. 
One of the most amazing things that can happen is as you draw into the Lord and you see him more and more and his, the pureness of him and the righteousness of him, there's this reflection that comes back towards you and you get to understand, yeah, thanks for hanging out with me because I'm not worth or worthy of these times where you put your presence in my life. I'm not good enough for it. And I, I don't think that's being... Um, Fake humble. I think when it's just you and God, nobody's there, nobody's listening, and you know it's just between you and the Lord. That being honest about stuff like that, He loves that. I I believe that the Lord loves the honesty of the engagement of His children. I know that when my son tells me certain things in his life that are deeper, I not only do I have an immense amount of compassion for him. But I am proud of him that he can examine, look at it, recognize problems, and then in in doing that, you know, share that, and it it makes me closer to him. So that's just a—I think that's how that goes. I don't think God is looking for you to come before him and go, look how righteous I am. You're not. That doesn't mean you always come before him and go, look how ugly I am. You're not always. You, you do many wonderful things. You say many wonderful things. You do powerful things in the kingdom of God, and, and the Lord uses you, and you're a blessing. But there are times where you come before the Lord and you go, yikes. <laughs> Got a nice coat of paint? <laughs> and the Lord says, yes, it's red, but it's not paint. It's blood. Get it? See, that's pretty good. Well, that was not too shabby. All right. Here's what I'm trying to say about this whole process, okay? David is offering in this Psalm 17 a prayer with confidence for final salvation, which has to do with the resurrection. It all goes throughout that process. In this, he talks about warfare, and he talks about his, his, his warfare with other people, his warfare in his own life, and his need to have God's presence validate and vindicate him. I don't see any of us being any different than that. I think that the presence of the Lord in our lives is a validation of who we are as children of God. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And when the presence of the Lord is manifest, I think there's lights that go on, and then our brain starts to figure it out, and the Holy Spirit moves upon us on the inside and says, yep, yep, you're here. You're in the kingdom. You're part of this work. Now that you're a part of this work, let's work on this, reflecting Jesus more and more. But God doesn't do that without telling you that he loves you. And so some of you out there, and I I just really sense this is true, some of you have been Christians for a while, and you you think God loves you because he has to. (laughs) God loves you because he says he's a God of love, and therefore he must. And you are wrong. That is incorrect. God doesn't have to. I love it when people tell me, God has to do this. Okay, you tell him. <laughs> you, you go up to heaven and you say, you have to do this. He has to. No, be quiet. He doesn't have to do anything. But he loves you because he makes the commitment to love you, and he doesn't love you just enough to put up with you. He chose you to spend eternity with him, knowing everything you would do. Just consider this one point. You don't know what foolish thing you may do next week, but God does. He still chose you. He still wants to spend eternity with you. He still demonstrates his love to you through Jesus Christ, through the through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, through the proclamation of the truth and the word of God. And my friends, that is something 
to say amen to. It's like, all right, I love it. All right, take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I, I'm, I'm, to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be need to do that first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than, more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign? Yep. You want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it uncheckfully. What's uncheckfully? I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children who are listening, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay... He nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Are the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. 